here's a message from Ken Lavica. Wait a minute. Ken ain't here today. I got a surprise for y'all today. We got a good one. Hey, play that right now. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. And we are live on Ken LaVica Live, brought to you by FAU MBA Sport. And as you know, Ken is not here today, so I am going to grace you with my presence. You're stuck with me today. I'm Dean Thomas. You can normally hear me on Josh Cohen and the home team every day from 3 to 5. This is ESPN 106.3. We got Joey Cheese on the boards, holding it down, and my co-host today from the Treasure Coast today, Chris Coquel. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Dean? How are you? I like how your first day hosting, you took the featuring Coquel off the show name, though. But that's cool. Whatever. Well, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was a part of it. That is a. I fought. Oh, I fought hard to get my so name hold on. on there. Wait a minute. Ken Livick alive featuring Chris Coquel, no. brought to you by FAU MBA Sport. No, How's that? I'm like Cher. There's no Chris. It's just Coquel or Prince. Okay. Coquel. Okay. Just Coquel. Just Coquel. Okay. Well, Coquel, we got a lot to unpack today. We got a busy day. This is my hosting debut. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that fact. This is my first time hosting, so we'll discuss that a little bit. We're going to talk some free agency. We're going to talk a bunch of stuff. But before we get into all that, Coquel, I got a bone to pick with you and your kind. Me and my kind. You okay. and your kind. This is extended. Yeah. See, I'm going to got- break down the fourth wall. In the show meeting, you said you had a problem with me. Yeah. You didn't tell me what it was, but it's me and my kind. Well, you told me not to tell you what it was, so I'm going to tell you what it is. All right. What do we got? I got a problem with you and your kind, and you confirmed it moments before we went on air when you showed me a picture of your son and you told me you wasn't going to let him eat unless he played hard today, unless yeah. he practiced hard today. Yeah, he's a bas- person this is what basketball This camp. is what I'm talking about. You and your kind, these helicopter fathers, they go out there and play sports and they give their kids a hard time and they, they push them and they push them and they push them too hard. And I got a problem with that. Why? Because we're successful? No, it doesn't necessarily mean successful. I, I mean, Dean, first of all, it's not successful. Undefeated season at the YMCA. Saying championship I, game this Saturday. Undefeated season. Yeah, but he's six. You he's know what nine. I mean? Like, he's, nine. he's six. And that could have ha- if you just go upside down, he's six. And that could have <laughs> happened to anybody. They could they that was an accident that they won. You are push you are pushing these kids too hard. They have to play hard. You don't play defense, you don't eat lunch. This is what I'm talking about. Joey Cheese, is this right? He's pushing his kid. His kid is nine years old. He doesn't let him eat. Listen, and I, and I know where you're coming nah, from. I, I know where like you're bread from. and butter, but he doesn't yeah. get the good. Lunch. I know where you're coming from. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you want him to play hard. You want to try to teach him a lesson. But he's let the kid be a kid. I don't care if he stinks. I don't. He could be the worst player in the world, and I will never say a word. But when I hear it back from again, Perseverance Basketball Camp, best basketball camp around, and he's out there jogging, slowly jogging around on defense till he gets the ball in his hand. Mm-mm-mm. We're not doing that. No, that's, we have to hustle. That's how you, how you think James Harden became James Harden by hustling? No, he by wasn't not playing this. by not playing defense and just making the shots. He's got a. That's my rules with my kids. If you hustle and try, you can be the worst in the world, and I will support you. But if you're gonna do something, the other day Dylan told me he wants to be a dancer. I said good. Well, I'm gonna take you to dance practice, and I'm gonna say you better be the hardest working dancer at that practice. 
I don't care what he is. You got to learn how to be the hard worker. Yeah, but why put that type of pressure on these little kids? Just let them be kids. Let them have fun. Let them experience life as a kid. Oh, it's the worst, though, when you go to these games. Like, I'll go to my son's games, and there'll be kids not on his team, in case any of the parents listen, because they know I'm on the radio. There'll be kids that are just spinning around in circles and just messing up the entire game. You can't have that. You can have. You know why you can have that? Because, like, there are kids on that team that will excel, and there are the little goofball kids that won't excel. But that's how life is. You got to learn how to deal with the little goofballs. So you need the goofballs on the team. I don't mind them being bad. That's not my problem. If my son stunk, I'm okay with that. But you're going to try and you're going to follow the rules. If your coach tells you to stop talking, you better shut your mouth. Coach tells you to run harder, you better run harder. Hands up on defense. Dean, look at that. There's no hands down, man down at the Coquel house. Yeah, you're going to play defense. They're, they're under the age of 10. Like if you have one digit in your age, you should be able to get away with that. Oh, you should see me a four-year-old yelling at my son. This is what playing I'm talking goalie. about. I, see, and you paying attention. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Like when I be going out to my kids' soccer games and parents be acting like that, I'd be ready to fight them. But I'm not mean. I'm very supportive. As soon as the play's over, I'm supporting him. He's, he like, he's like, shot. I'm not mean. But he can get bread and water. That's not mean. <laughs> That's not mean. I'm not. I'm not mean. I'm supportive. A big hug after the game. Win, lose, I don't care. No, nah, man. I'm gonna try. I don't you, that. You, I, oh no, I big hug after the game. But you have to try. You have to. You have to learn how they. That's what your life lessons are learned in on the athletic field. A lot of times. Well, all I'm saying is, let the kid be a kid. He's gonna mess up. He's gonna goof off. Let him be a kid. Let him experience it on his own. No, but then he ends up being the type of kid who plays football and quits in high school. Where do those kids end up? Depends. You know what I mean? Like. Like <laughs> they, they they can be fighters like me. <laughs> I, I quit I quit high school football all four years. I went out <laughs> freshman, sophomore, junior. Actually, I didn't even go out the last year. I was like, I know I'm going to quit, so I didn't even go out the last year. I quit three my first three years and just didn't go out the last. See, year. See, and my sons are zoned for Port St. Lucie <laughs> High School as well, and I don't I don't want them following your. I mean, yes, it turned out great for you, but I want them to not do that. I, Port St. Lucie can't go through that again. Uh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh oh. Broken equipment, microphones. Equipment Who's in charge of this? Yep. That's all right. We, we, we brought the engineer in here, and he told me there's nothing wrong with this microphone that just fell. Yeah. You see the other one. But, uh, but yeah, Coquel, so that's my, that's my bone with you. But, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. There's different parenting styles. I have mine. You have yours. And, you know, we worked that But way. I am, like, I, to be clear, I am. he does get lunch. But I, am, I do push him. And I, if he, he doesn't have his hands up on defense or he's not moving his feet or he's taking plays off, because I used to coach him. I stopped coaching him so it wouldn't be that much of a contentious relationship on the court because I would sit him out. I would sit him out. But I'm also the same parent who, like, I filled in a game this year, and there's two kids. There's my son and this kid, Hunter, who score a ton of points and play defense a little bit better. Like, they're just maybe a little more advanced than some of the other kids on the team. We were up by 14 with six minutes to go in the game or five minutes to go in the game. I told them either of them if they took another shot, they're benched. They were only allowed to not press. They had to play defense back because we were up by no so more much. Shots. No more shots. They had to pass just to the other teammates. So I am that type of parent too. So okay, like that's- I, I go for the hustle points, but I also don't like the the ball hogging or or even in flag football when Dylan was six. Like I he was there was two kids, him and another kid. I could have just given them the ball every play. We would have won every game. I rotated through. You got the ball. Next kid's the running back. Next kid's the running back. Kid eating his shoes in the corner. Get over here. You're the new running back. Okay, well, I make sure that happens. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you a pass, then. I'm gonna give you a pass, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna let let you off the hook a little bit for right now. It, but if I but if I hear more about this, 
me and you, we got to go back to war again. We're going to be back in the trenches. Oh, man, I don't want to go through that. But it is funny, though, because my kid probably hates it because I'm so hard on him, but then the kids who I know aren't good. I'm like, yay, little Timmy. Good try, buddy. You did See, good. Now that, now All that, right. Now that's really messed up. That's really messed up. Because they, 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 I know that they're not at that level, so that I'm not going to push it. But if you tell me you want to be great at something, if he just told me I'm not interested in being great, I'll back off. He tells me he wants to be great, so then be great. Try hard. And if you're not great and you try hard, I don't care either. Yeah, but great, try. great to a nine-year-old is different. Yeah, well, I'm not, we're not here sitting here chucking Steph Curry threes yeah, when he can't even saying. reach like, the basket. Yeah, that's not what like we're doing. Being great, being great for him is being able to just tie his shoes and wear matching socks every day. If I he doesn't know how to tie his shoes yet, but that's a whole other yeah. story. We're working on that too. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little behind in some yeah. parenting. We don't know how to tie our shoes going into fourth grade, and my other son's turning five, and uh, you know the, the old pooping on the toilet thing isn't happening yet. So we're struggling. We we hide it through daycare. Are you right? serious? Yeah. Oh yeah, he holds it in through daycare as soon as he gets in the car. I'm like, great. So now I have to deal with you and your underwear because he can't wear a diaper because they're not allowed there if they can't poop in the toilet. We're a little behind. Oh no! And you just told everybody that he can't do that. I, I, hope, I hope they're not listening. I don't think they listen there. <laughs> not listening. Well, listen, today is my hosting debut. My first time ever doing this. I'm excited about this. But it's not but in sports, who was like who was a bust in sports their first time, you know, coming out, coming out the gate? Well, I'm wearing a Jets jersey, right? Yeah. So before they had the Zach Wilson guy who played at the FAU Boca Raton Bowl, um, he was the Jets. He, he the Jets quarterback was Sam Darnold, right? He right. was the starter. He was the big future. He was the hope. Drafted out of USC, we're like, oh, we got the Sam Chies. We're ready to go. Here we go, Sam Darnold. First play, interception, pick six. First Horrible. play, pick six. Pick six. Remember Johnny Manziel? Yeah, Money Manziel. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that's definitely a, a bust. His he, coming out party. His first game was ten of 18, 80 yards, two interceptions. Goodness gracious, that's not good. John, what was his name? Johnny Football? Johnny Football. Yeah, see? I'm telling y'all, through being on this show, I was able to pick up some sports knowledge. That's good. Yeah, I'm, and I'm here you are now this. hosting. But but this wasn't my – But so this is my first time hosting. But let me tell you about my most memorable first time. Oh, oh appropriate, for time, man, appropriate for air, Appropriate uh, for air. Because if we're going there, with, I have a performance that didn't work out well also. Yeah, but we'll do, I mean, we won't do that. We can do that on our other show. I mean, it's, it's a quick story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that. I know that, but I'm going to tell you about, so like this can't be, so like I wasn't really stressing it, you know, Josh and all them were like, oh man, you nervous or whatever, but like I wasn't nervous because my first time fighting in the UFC was way worse. So I, I know that anything I do now can never be as bad as that. Why would happen? So first time fighting in the UFC, uh, I was actually the favorite and I was fighting, How, B, I was BJ Penn, I was 22 years old, 24 years old. Okay, so you're young. Yeah. Now, 20, is that, I was 23 years old. When do oh fighters God. usually break into like that now? I know UFC was maybe different then. What is that, 50 years ago? Yeah. Well, <laughs> black and white footage. But what what like when what age do they usually come up to the top level? I mean, it's still about that. It's okay. still about that. It still ranges. So yeah, I was so it was it was June 11th. Or June 21st, I'm sorry. June 21st, 2001, I remember it. And I was fighting BJ Penn in New York. It was actually in New Jersey, but they kind of pawned it off as being in New York. Yeah, it was, and it was the first time UFC was back on TV. Where was it? Was that the Meadowlands? Yeah, the Meadowlands, yep. Yeah, they always say that's in New York. I yeah, mean, they, always, they always act like it's New York. Jets, so, and, Jets and Giants, yeah. the so New York a, Jets and so Giants playing over like there. like it's New York. So I'm fighting BJ Penn, right? And at the time, like, I was the favorite because I was the draw. I was the big dude at the time. 
So I'm in the back and I'm warming up and I'm feeling good about myself. Here comes the walkout. I go to the walkout and in the thing, in the walkout, was Dennis Rodman. Oh, he's in the entranceway? Yeah, Dennis Rodman was in the entranceway. Yeah. So and like and I looked at Dennis Rodman, I said, Man, watch this. Oh no, what the worm yeah. say. And he looked at me and kind of just gave me a nod. Did one of them things, gave me a little nod. So then I get into the cage. BJ's already in the cage. Of course, he goes out first because you know what I'm saying. I'm the A side, so I walk second. Yep. So, Big John McCarthy, are you ready? You ready? Let's get it on. We start fighting, and I'm handling them. I throw, I throw them down to the ground. I'm hitting them. We get back up, and in my mind, I said, man, he keep dropping his hand. I said, I'm going to hit him with this left hook. I'm going to fake the right, hit him with the left hook. I fake the right. And I swung the left hook as hard as I could. And in my mind, <laughs> I saw his head fly into the rafters. In my mind, that's what I saw. But the reality was, and as soon as I saw that, I saw some Big John standing over me. And I thought it was God. It was like a light. And it was just like, you okay? You okay? And then I can't remember anything after that except for being in the ambulance me and me thinking, what time do I go on? Oh, no. Yes. You didn't even know you like, fought yet. I didn't yet. even know I fought yet. Because what really happened, yeah, what really happened is I threw that punch and I missed and I ducked and he kneed me in the chin and knocked me out. Oh. Yes. Oh, you took a knee to the chin. I took chin a knee and, to the and chin. out cold. And, and I was out cold. And I don't remember even walking out of the, I still to this day don't remember walking out you of the You walked octagon. out, though. I walked out of the octagon. Okay, so you were... On your feet, you, you, there was yeah, no one. I, yeah, I the lights out. were on, but there was the no one home. Were, yeah, the lights were on, and there was no one home. Oh no! And the only thing I can remember is then later asking the doctor, you know, him asking me, "What month is it, Dean?" And I was like, "It's it's March," but it was June. <laughs> How long? I do remember that. And then was I that do, your first concussion? Yeah, that was it. It's a scary thing being a high school coach when you see kids get concussed because you don't know you're concussed. So like a lot of times with high school kids, it turns into tears. Because they can't figure out why they can't understand things, why they can't figure out where they are, why they can't remember like what what's going on, or they don't remember getting hit, and they're like, "Wait a minute, I don't remember getting hit. Why am I sitting on the bench?" And usually, waterworks just follow. Now, how often does that happen in high school? Uh, more than I'd like to admit, because I want to keep oh, really? high school football around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's every Friday night Yo, somewhere, really, and a lot of places where. But they well, do I mean, a good but job does, now. But does it happen in practice, and like, there, there's got to be a lot of protocols in order to combat that. It shouldn't happen in practice anymore. I worry about, and I know the guy, Josh, who you normally host with, he has, he talks about brain issues all the time. I worry about it sometimes because back when I went to school, because I'm 42, right? When I went to school, like I was the, when I was the backup running point back at one point, I basically, the math geeks blocking for me, right? Uh -huh. And like these huge defensive linemen and probably got 40 carries a game in practice. Like a practice, just hand it off, just tee off on Coquel, tee off on Coquel, bounce back. So I took head hit after head hit after head hit. I remember one day I left with a headache. The coach gave me aspirin to put me back in there for practice. Like, things that don't happen nowadays. Yeah. So I think it used to happen a lot more during the week in practice than it does now. Now it's supposed to be, supposed to be, you're really not supposed to hit as much anymore in practice. Like, you're, you're limited to only a certain amount of minutes each day of hitting. Oh, so, like, they allocate time for hitting. Okay, now Like, I think it's, like, hit. 30 minutes a day for it's, actual hitting. So, it's like a mosh pit for, like, 30 minutes. It's like, all right, guys, let's go out there and hit each other. I mean, schools, like, I like to follow the model of when I was coaching, I look at what the Ivy League's doing because I look at, like, the Harvards, the Yales, the Brown. Like, they're smarter than us, so let's see what they're doing. Right. They stopped hitting a few years ago. 
They don't, don't hit it all until practice? until game days. No so kidding. I limited my my hitting was basically just during team. We'd work on form stuff, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't actually hit and bring it until the team for maybe ten minutes twice a week. Now I had no idea that they do that, but you couldn't. I mean, but the NFL still does it. So why wouldn't that be more like the standard? Well, the NFL doesn't hit as much either. Oh, they don't. If you know, they don't. They're not alive much at all. They're they have all the same type of rules because they're realizing they want this game to last. Yeah. If people don't change, no one's gonna play. Numbers are down across the my my wife won't let Dylan play tackle football, like that you know. And I'm a high school football coach, and they won't let him play tackle. She won't let him play tackle football. That's happening all across this country. So this game has to prove that it's safer first before people want to play again. Yeah. So like they eliminate the hitting in practice, or at least uh, decrease the amount of time that they can have to hit each other in practice. And they also elongated the amount of recovery time you need if you get a concussion. Ah. So if you have a concussion, you can't practice again until you're out seven days and then you start the protocol to prove that you can come back so usually you're out at least a week probably two weeks ah that makes a lot of sense i think we need to do something like that in fighting as well because i know guys that get knocked out in practice and then just put their gloves right back on put the mouthpiece in and go right back at it and the second concussion is what causes the damage like you get if you have a concussion you're recovering and it's not healed that's when you get the more damage they found the first concussion you can usually heal from it's when you get that secondary concussion while you're while still, you're still concussed, yeah, or in that one. you know in that range, yeah, it's a lot worse for you. So if you have one concussion, if you let that heal, then it, does it start back over? Yeah, but I think at some point, like when you have six or seven over your career, they're like, okay, like eventually this damage is going to turn into whether it's CTE or or something else. But yeah, they let you start a whole new protocol once you've fully healed. Mm. Your brain has to heal itself, ah. and there's certain things. I mean, we don't. The problem is. We don't know a lot of this stuff until we do post-mortem when someone's dead and then we can investigate the brains. Yeah, no, I, see, like for me, I feel like I have issues with my brain. Like Josh Cohen talks about it all the time. And I feel like I do too, but I feel like I can reverse the process. I don't know if it's possible, but I feel personally like I can reverse the process if I just play word games and words with friends and do stuff like that. There are, they, there are a lot of brain-strengthening activities like that that you can do. I think there's definitely, I think diet is a lot more to do it. I also think we look at some of these former athletes in football. You know, there's that range of like you go to that famous the Steel Curtain team of the Steelers. It seemed like everybody was dropping off. Or you look at WWE guys who all died because of concussion issues when they're in their 40s and 50s. But also, what lifestyle were they living beyond that? Because that's also when they that's were. That's true. I mean, they, they do a lot of like dr- like drugs, recreational and otherwise. And they used to hand out painkillers to football yeah. players like it was candy to get yeah. through the game. Like, what is that doing to your brain as well? For sure. So, I, I mean, how do we know which, which is more attributed? Is it more attributed to? Hmm. But you say diet. So do you think fast food is on the list of things that can help reverse the process of concussion? <laughs> yeah, I think definitely. Definitely. Yeah, because food. like, you know, because I feel like, you know, if you get fast food, it helps. Like you're going through the drive through. It's not it's an easy process. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of thinking involved. So like you need that brain activity. You're saving your brain activity. That's what you I'm make saying. It easier. Yeah, it's, yeah. And for a fat guy like me, I, I know my brain feels better when I'm smelling the fast food and eating it, so it works out, right? That means yeah, it's definitely exactly. healthy. So it's probably healthy. So I have no problem with that. How about you? What about the first time that you had that you had to do something? That I felt? Well, I remember my first time ever batting in Little League. It's like the only memory I have as a kid. You know, you hit with the tee. Mm-hmm. I struck out on the tee. Like no Stop. pitcher, the ball on Are the tee. Are you serious? Yeah. All you right. struck out and they gave me five, ball. They gave me five swings, too, and I just hit the tee every single time and missed over the top on the fourth one. And then the fifth one, I hit the tee <laughs> Are again. Are you serious? Yeah, struck out. You, you're the first person I ever met that I've ever known, that I've ever heard of, 
He struck out in T-ball. Yeah, that was my my first uh, my first time doing it. Struck out T-ball. Oh my Not god! Good. And my mom screamed at me like a good parent should. No, I'm just kidding. My mom was my coach. That's an interesting one too. She was your my mom. Your coach. mom was your coach. Yeah, that couldn't have been fun in school. Or like we were so young that yeah, it didn't, ma- it didn't, it didn't matter. matter. No, but I think if it kept that going could, for yeah, a couple more years, it wouldn't have been good. Nowadays, it's more normal. But back then, it wouldn't yeah. have been good. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't like if your mom's your coach, like she probably beat you in front of everybody. Yeah, she well, she stepped up. She was playing both roles, so she's like, "All right, well, if I'm going to be mom and dad, I'm going to be out here coach." Because she was a good softball player, ah. so I'm going to teach you. So I'm sure the look in her eyes was probably huge disappointment as her son struck out on the tee. I'm disappointed in you too. I know but, you but have you that can, same look. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in you too. But you, maybe you can make it up by telling the good people about EDS. Ah, but we tell them that after the break. Well, we can tell them after the break. It when we matter. come back. Yeah, when we come back. Let's get things hot going let's and then things, I'll cool yeah, Let's it get off. things hot and we'll cool off. But when we come back, we will talk some free agency. And Coquel is going to explain that, how that works to me. And uh, and it'll be great. <laughs> so when we come back, this is ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 106.3. And we are back. Ken Levick Alive. I'm Dean Thomas. This is ESPN 1063-888-760-3776. If you want to call and chop it up, I'm here with my man Coquel. Doing it up, doing it up. So, Coquel, I have an issue, man. Like, you know, everybody's talking about this whole free agency thing. Now, and I, for me, it's like my favorite part of NBA because like I don't watch basketball. But I get excited about what happens in the offseason. And the trades and things like that, but I don't understand how it works with like free agency, salary caps, and these players just going to different teams and everybody talking about super teams. So maybe you can shed some light on that and give me some insight. All right. So what are you looking to understand? Like I where, don't, I don't know how Russell Westbrook ended up on the Lakers. That's what I'm. I'm like, how does how do they got enough money to get like Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and all that? Like, so what are the Lakers doing? Like, I just I need help with all this. All right. So what the Lakers did is they took their higher priced okay players, players that had some value. But the key to it is Washington also just wanted Russell Westbrook off the books. And they tried an experiment. They had him and Bradley Beal play together. They did okay together, but it clearly wasn't working out. Russ has been wanting to come to the Lakers for a long time. He's an L.A. kid. Now he's an L.A. grown man, but he's an L.A. kid. So he wanted to go there for a long time. So the Wizards said, all right, we can get Kyle Kuzma back and some pieces, and, and we'll take the trade. But it was more to clear things, clear Russ out of there so they can try to rebuild around Beal, or eventually some people think this trade deadline, they may trade Beal too and kind of just start fresh over. So that's why they were willing to get rid of Westbrook. So Lakers emptied out those contracts, took Russ back, right? And now you're like, all right, well, how are they affording LeBron? Yeah, that's Anthony what I'm Davis, figuring this out. Russell Westbrook. Right. That's most of their cap. That's almost all of their cap is those key players. But there's rules in the NBA. When you get to your cap limit, you can sign other guys to veteran minimums that the, it doesn't count against your cap. If he's your own player and you're resigning him, it's bird rights, so it doesn't count. So like bird right, as in Larry Bird, as in Larry Bird, that, it was See, a way look to keep at me. Look at me. It was a way to keep players on their own team because eventually leagues don't like all the movement because jersey sales and branding. You kind of want some stars to stay on their own team. The NFL has done that with rookie contracts and extending them. You want players to be able to stay. So the Lakers got their core of their salary, and you look at their roster, and the Nets did it too last year. They had the three-man players and no cap space, and you're like, well, now what? 
Well, if you trade any amount of cap space, you can take that much cap back plus like 10% or something. And then if you sign your own guys or sign, like Melo's not coming for Melo money. Melo's either coming for a mid-level exception, which is a, like an allotted amount of money, an extra money that teams get, or or that minimum. So that's how they're getting all these other pieces. Like they got Kendrick Nunn from the Heat. That, that's what I'm saying. It was like, because, and I looked at his stats. I was kind of like, He's not. He's like a good. He's like a. He's a point guard, right? Yeah, and he's, and he's like averaging like fifteen points a game. And he's young. Yes, he's, he's one of the young guys that the, the Heat thought he was going to be one of their core players. And apparently, he turned down a lot more money. He's only getting two. Only in our world, it's a ton. But in the basketball world, he's only getting two point seven million dollars. And he turned down a ton more because he wants to try to win a ring with LeBron. Now, who knows if LeBron and Clutch Agency said, "Hey." You sign with the Lakers. We're going to hook you up with your next contract. We're going to hook you up with endorsements. You want to get into movies? LeBron's got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows what that behind-the-scenes stuff is, but he took a lot less money. So they're able to add all these guys just on smaller contracts. That's why you'll see the a lot of times the older guys like Carmelo sign a deal for a little amount of money, or the Knicks just added Kemba Walker. They don't have any money left, but he's a New York kid who just wanted to go back to New York, and because he's already made so much money in the league, he's just signing for a chance to play there. Now, I remember I saw Kemba Walker playing down in Miami when he played for Charlotte. Yep. And I remember that. That dude did not miss a shot. I was like, he's got to be the greatest basketball player in the world, but he's really not that good, is he? He's really good. He oh, right. he wasn't that great at the end of his career at Boston, and then he got traded last year, but it just it just didn't work out. And I, a lot of people think that maybe he's only 31, so maybe this will be a rebirth for him being in New York, not having to be the star point guard. The Knicks also signed Derrick Rose, a guy who was thought of like Kemba until he had a great year with the Knicks last year. So but it's kind of like they play the same position, so you hope between the two of them they'll be able to lock down that position. The funny part about Kemba, I think he's listed at 6'1". Dude's only like 5'10". Really? Yeah, Kemba's not big. So hold on. So if Derrick Rose and Kemba Walker are on the same team, who's going to start? It depends. I mean, that's up to that's the coach. Good. Rose did great off the bench last year until the playoffs came, and they said, all right, now we need to start you because no one else can handle this pressure, and Randall can't take a double team. So then they started them. With Kemba, I think either one of them, I think it'll just be kind of who do they want to run with the second unit. Because if one guy's more of a playmaker, you may want like a Kemba to be with the first unit because he's better at making players around him better. Ah. Where Rose can just be like, all right, give me the second unit and I'll just do all the scoring. Ah. So you kind of kind of work on so your... So they can work in, in, in tandem. That's why I wonder with like a mellow to the Lakers, you have a guy who can spot up and shoot. Do you want him to just be a spot up shooter with LeBron? Or do you want him running with the second unit where he can be the man for a little bit for 18 minutes a game or 12 minutes a game when LeBron and AD are resting? So it all just depends on who your roster is and how you want to use it. So do you think that was a good pull for the Lakers to grab Carmelo? Yeah, only because he became a 40% three-point shooter in the last two years. Like two years ago, he was out of the league. He came back to Portland, came off, started for a while. Last year, he was off the bench, but he's now become a spot-up shooter. And if you look at his advanced metrics, he's a much better shooter when he doesn't hold the ball for two seconds. And Melo's problem his whole career was he was the man, and he would just dribble, back and dribble, so, dribble. So the reality and then is just shoot. give him the ball and let him shoot. Like, touch it and shoot. The reason if you go back to – we're in the Olympics, right? The Olympics yeah. are going on. Melo, before KD surpassed him this time, was the, was the best scorer ever in Olympic history. He had the record. Really? And it's because he was playing in that game with all these stars, so what did he have to do? He just had to shoot. Catch and shoot. And catch and shoot. And I think that's, I I think that's the Melo we're going to see with the Lakers is just catch and shoot. That's so all with, you got to do. So with all this uh, this free agency and all these teams getting getting a new teams and so on and so forth, which team do you think has benefited the most? 
The Heat did really well. I know I ripped them yesterday. That was just because JMP was here. He can air on ESPN West Palm tonight, and I like to pick on JMP. The more I thought about that, they've done pretty well, the Heat, in securing themselves. Are they a contender? I don't know, but they took themselves from like a team I would think is six seven. I think they really believe in Bam and Hero and their and their own guys that they add up pieces that take the pressure off the development of Bam, off Hero, off Robinson. So with that pressure off, they're hoping now Bam can bounce back to what he was the potentially showed his rookie year. You know what I mean? Or Hero can yeah. bounce back to what he was in the bubble. But I think the I mean the Lakers, you can't knock what they did. They added Russell Westbrook, who was still a triple double machine last year. They added Carmelo, who was a huge part of Portland's run to the playoffs. Like they added some really good Pia Kendrick Nunn, they added him. They added some really good pieces that I, I I'm impressed with the Lakers. I like it. But I'm impressed with the Heat, because that's my squad. Speaking of Heat, why don't you tell us about EDS as it gets hot in here? Well, EDS, that's a, now that's an organization that always succeeds, and they always succeed at keeping you cool. They're family-owned and operated by Ed Sasso, been in business since 2006. So they're not some young pup out here trying to figure things out as a rookie. They are an established veteran in the prime of their career. EDS is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Residential and commercial services, AC and plumbing, service and maintenance. You need a new install? Call EDS. They do new installs. Air quality. It's the biggest thing as we enter back into the pandemic part two, sadly. They do indoor air quality with UV lights and Rheem Halo lights, interior plumbing and water heaters, maintenance plans, convenient appointment windows. They don't just tell you, hey, we'll be there on Tuesday. Stay home from work from 8 to 5. They'll be there within a two-hour window. They make sure they're sending you a licensed and insured worker who is drug-free workplace, uniform technician, so you know who's knocking at your door. EDS, if you want to stay cool in these hot summer days, make sure you get with EDS and say yes to EDS. Yes, give them a shout-out. Now, talking about the players in the free agency, okay. which player you think benefited the most out of this? John Collins, Cardinal Newman's own. West Palm kid just signed five years, $125 million max contract to stay with the Hawks. Hold on, wait a minute. Five years, $125 million. And he's from West Palm. Dean's like, let me get that number. <laughs> so that's he's making $25 million a year? $25 million a year. And I'm joking, probably pull up Steph Curry's contract. I think he's making $50 million a year in his extension. It's something crazy where he's making hundreds of thousand dollars a game at the, or a week at this point. Like $700,000 a week is Steph Curry's. But he's already got that money. For yeah. John Collins, this is the big contract. He got offered a rookie extension a few years ago. He turned it down. Some people knocked the idea of turning that down, but he bet on himself. Had a huge playoffs. It was a huge part of the Hawks' push deep into the playoffs. And now my man's getting paid. Oh, my God. $125 million. See, this is crazy for me because I'm in a sport where – but Dana fighters, White doesn't yeah. pay anyone? Well, oh, I, mean, oh, I didn't say that. I'm on, sorry. I'm not, he pays me. That's all I care about. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, the girl, she was like, I've been broke all my whole career. Like, that was the big issue. Cheyenne Bay, she just won her fight, and she got a $50,000 bonus, and that's going to change her life. Like, $50,000 is going to change her life. $50,000 is what John Collins is probably going to spend on cigars to celebrate him making $125,000. Yeah, it, it's amazing yeah. when, you, when you put it that way. I, I got um a player fined once in the NBA by asking him a question, and the fine was $35,000, and I was a teacher at the time. And, like, when I got home, like, at first I was like, oh, cool, they're going to play this on ESPN. Like, I was kind of like – and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, that's, like, almost my whole teacher's salary. Exactly. I was like, oh, like, man. It's so crazy how this much- is a fine on a flippant comment. 
But you know, so like the big debate, like in my sport and with other sports, is that you know people in my sport, they feel like they should have the money that basketball players that make, football players make, and I almost feel I almost feel like it's justified what, what basketball players make. It's revenue. It's what comes yeah, in. It's what comes in, but it's also how hard it is to get there. Yes, there's so many more people right. trying it's, to get to that spot. I mean, when you think about a sport like football like or basketball, like everybody, there's a court everywhere. Everybody's trying to play, and the competition is so deep. But So if you can make that money, like the competition is so deep, I almost feel like they earn, they deserve it. They do. Not and, only do they earn it, but they deserve it. And then you'll get the people who call in at 888-760-3776 will be like, Oh, but why aren't policemen making that money? And we're not saying that policemen don't deserve more money or why aren't firemen and teachers making more money? And I'm out here arguing for teachers. But they're just getting – if if the players aren't getting that money, guess what? The old rich white owners are getting yeah, that like money. Yeah, so, like the money's coming in. Yeah. So somebody's got to get the money. So get, so to give it to the players or or the owners or somebody's got to have it. The owners but just got to right. keep it if they're not giving it to the players. <laughs> exactly. They're not, they're not all of a sudden saying, oh, well, sorry I can't pay for all these teachers because now I have to pay – John Collins, no, it's a, I'll, I guess I can't fatten my pocket as much as I did beforehand. Oh, so and I I do have an issue with that because I don't like I feel like because if I could have played basketball and made you know two hundred million dollars I would have but I couldn't so I I fought for thirty bucks to fight so like is that, that what you fought for the, my very first fight I fought for thirty bucks first BJ so, Penn no that was different that was different that was a different that was that was actually that was actually like when I felt like I made it in my career and I and for him I made like. Three thousand dollars. Is that it? That, yeah. Not that that's yeah. it. I don't mean. That. <laughs> yeah. No, that was it. I got knocked out on national TV for three thousand uh, dollars. Speaking of national TV, uh, why don't you tell the good people about the Boca Raton Bowl? Oh, it is on national TV on ESPN. There's no bigger game than the Boca Raton Bowl. Palm Beach County's premier college football event is back. Don't miss the 2021 RoofClaim.com. I almost forgot what year it is. Talk about brain issues there. 2021 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, Saturday, December 18th, 11 a.m. from FAU Stadium and broadcasting live on ESPN. In last year's game, Zach Wilson, Jets quarterback, and BYU BUCF. What will this year's game have in store? Big names, big teams, big action. The 2021 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, Saturday, December 18th, 11 a.m. from FAU Stadium on ESPN. And, of course, we'll have it here at ESPN 106.3. Find out more at RoofClaimBocaRatonBowl.com. And when we come back, guess who could possibly be making a comeback to professional football? Evan Cohen will be delighted when you hear this. When we come back, just after this, this is ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Four years, $215 million. That is what... We're getting paid to do a show together? Yeah, that's what we're getting paid to do a show together. No, that's what Steph Curry is getting. And that, to me, is well worth it if you can hit them threes like he does. Welcome back. This is ESPN 106.3, Ken Levick Alive. I'm Dean Thomas. That's Chris Coquel. If you want to call, join us, 888-760-3776. Coquel. Yes, sir. Before we move on. Yes, sir. Remind everybody, the good people, about Lawler. Oh, our buddy Pat Lawler, injury attorney. 
WantToLawyerUp.com. When you're injured in an accident, it can be completely overwhelming. That's where Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys come in. With over 28 years of trial experience, Lawler and Associates help their clients get the compensation they deserve, period. Automobile, boat, or motorcycle accident, slip and fall, or personal injury, Lawler and Associates have the expertise, the resources, and the desire to help. Call 561-372-3500. That's 561-372-3500. Or visit Lawler and Associates at wanttolawyerup.com for a free consultation. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pat Lawler. Pat Lawler. I mean, he's great. He comes on all the time. He helps us out because he's a former sports agent as well. So he gets us all these financial dealings, like the Steph Curry deal you talk about. Yeah. He tells us like the secrets I, that go in behind it. I wish I knew the secrets that were going behind it for me because I need to renegotiate my contract here. Yeah, I think we all do. Re- yeah, renegotiate my contract. Just, I just need talk to your manager, whoever or, that yeah, guy is, and just talk that, to my manager about re-upping on my contract. Deal with that guy. That guy. That guy can handle it for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I should. So when, before we took a break, I. I that who could be making a comeback. Now, you know me, I don't follow a lot of sports, so when I do, I always find random facts. I find random things to throw out there. And this one, I was like, and I was thrilled about this one because I actually know who this guy is. He's one of the, in my opinion, one of the better trash talkers in football to me. Like, some people don't like him. I know Evan Cohen loves him. Evan going five to yeah, six. Yeah, Evan Cohen five to six. You can hear him right here at ESPN 106.3 from five to six. I know he loves he this hates Philip Rivers. You told the people I was trying to tease and see if anybody could, could get it. He hates him. He hates Philip Rivers, like with a passion. Why? I I don't know. He but he like with a, like he gets. If you look at his face when talking about when he's in here talking about Philip Rivers, his face changes to angry. He does not like Philip Rivers. I love Philip Rivers. So wait, what are you trying to say about Philip Rivers? What I'm though? trying to say is that like when I read that, I was like, I really want to see him come back because like I haven't really watched enough of him. Now, I know he's been in the league for like 17 years, but I haven't, me personally, I haven't watched enough of him that I would love for him to come back. See, this is the problem with guys when they retire, if they go out and try to go to the old, he's a high school football coach right now in Alabama, and he probably started, quarterback probably was doing something else or was late for practice, and he said, all right, let me loosen up the old arm a little bit. Started tossing the ball around, and he probably felt good and said, hmm, I can do this. I can still sling this ball around. Well, well, that's what he said. He said that he was, you know, he's, he's out of shape right now, but he said he's going to stay in shape just in case somebody wants to bring him in later. So he wants to stay in shape in case somebody brings him in later. So he's not ruling out the possibility of a comeback later in the season. The team he played for, the Colts, their quarterback, Carson Wentz, just opted for surgery out five to 12 weeks. That was his last team that he played for. So they do not have a quarterback right now. The problem is their star offensive lineman somehow had the same exact bone issue and opted for the same surgery. Now, they're saying it's a coincidence, but I'm looking into the cleats. I'm looking yeah, into the team apparel, team doctors. What kind of cleats are they wearing? No, or, or more so than that, the guy who issued the cleats. Like, where did he come from? Yeah. He must have came from a, a rival team in the division. Two dudes having the same type of injury? Yeah. That's, that's, a, little, yeah, that's, that's a, little, a little odd. Yeah, that's a little hmm, suspicious here. So, I mean, Rivers could come back and go to the Colts, but he'll have no one blocking for him. I think they're better off just tanking the rest of the way and getting a, a draft pick and starting over at the quarterback position. I mean, you think Rivers can still get? You think he can still win games in the NFL, or do you wait for a team like, say, a Tom Brady gets hurt for the Patriots or a Patriots? I don't care Buccaneers. if he can win games. I just want to hear him tr- talk trash. Who cares if he can win games? Just have him talk trash. You want him just mic'd up? I just want him mic'd up. That's the rule. Your contract is you have to yeah, be mic'd just up be every mic'd game. Up. That's all I care about. Have you ever? 
had a situation where you had to, you quit something, you left something, you had to go back to it and shamefully go back to it? Yeah, ESPN must pop. Yeah, every day. <laughs> when I quit and went back yeah. to coaching. No and then, kidding. And then I came back with my head between my legs. What do you mean? I think I've done really? that like three times. Really? I don't know, man. For me, I like to burn bridges. You like to burn bridges? I, sometimes, because like when you burn bridges, you can't return. So you seem like the type to me that doesn't burn bridges, but just goes ghost. And I'm out. I do that and too. You don't hear from me. I anymore. do that too. So and I always and I may, and I tell them here at the the office. I say, listen, when I quit, you won't even know about it. The way you're gonna find out is I'm just not gonna show up. That's such a terrible way to <laughs> operate, Dean. And you wonder why they won't give you that new I know, contract. You're asking give for. You a new contract. You, it, they were all set to give you the four for two fifty, but <gasps> now that now that they can't yeah, trust that, you, that, that was four years for two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's why I was. That's why I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> Four months of shows, yeah. <laughs> two fifty. No, but no, but but you but you really had to do that. Like you had to come back. Yeah, and I had to come back. I, I may have spent a couple months at a year at another radio you station was, too. And, and you was and you shamefully came back. Yeah, because this the culture and this isn't me just kissing up, and it also is me kissing up. But the culture at this place is completely different. There's like working at a different radio station was probably the best thing I did for my radio career. Because Good Karma Brands, our parent company, and ESPN West Palm, there is no place like it. So it's a completely different world here than it is anywhere else. Uh-oh. My best friend is on the phone. I think this is my best friend. It might be. on a line, Who got line, line one? Can you hit line one? We got Joe from Jupiter. All right, Joe. How y'all doing? Oh, Dean, congratulations on your first show as the main host. You're doing fantastic. Thank you very much, Joe. I appreciate you. What do you got? I've been asking a couple times. Uh, well, you know, talking about NBA free agency. Crokel, good to talk to you. I don't get to talk to you very much either, but you're a funny dude. You're a funny man. I'll tell you that. Oh, thank you. Call him <laughs> more often. Yeah, right. These guys great. Yeah. And Dean, you're funny too. So the yeah. whole the whole the whole station is yeah, really in a good way. Um, NBA free agency. The Mavericks, of course, is my second favorite team behind the Cowboys. And uh, I know we got Luca. If we do get Gordon Drog, hard to say his name, but Dragic. if he does come to Dallas at 35 years old. Along with what we've already added with Crokel, are you a Knicks fan? Is that what I heard? I am or... a Knicks fan, yes. Right, that's what I heard yesterday. I wanted to call in, but I, I didn't get the chance. But uh, with Reggie Reggie Bullock? Yep. What's he got? I mean, He can still play. He's what, a, what does he bring to the table? He's a solid player. He'll play some defense and score for you. He's not going to win you a ton of games, but he's not going to lose you a ton of games either. He's, he's a solid rotational player. Probably what they need – when you have big stars, if, if Porzingis can figure out his game, I mean, Bullock will be a really nice piece for them. That, yeah, that's our only chance because we, we're, we're, we're stuck with Kristaps for at least the next couple of years, and we don't have any much much more money left for anybody else except maybe you know something small. But, you know, I'll be happy if, if, if Dragic comes to our, to our town. I don't think it's going to put us at the top, but it might move us up a couple of spots in the West. Yeah, and you, but you never know because we got Luca. We got Luca, so anything can happen. And just to you get know. around the Dragic thing, just call him the Dragon. That's what we did here in Miami. Call him the Dragon. The dragon. Yeah, yeah that's that, that makes it a little easier, right? Yeah, so that's all you got to do. That's Joe much call. easier. Yes. And he he's yeah, a guy who, if there's a game where Luca's out, he can take over a game at any point. He'll he'll win you a couple big games when the pressure's on. So Dragic is a good piece. I think they did okay. I just think they're stuck with a Hardaway Junior at a rough price and a Porzingis that. He's, he's the unicorn, man. Unicorn on the court, and now he's the unicorn off the court, too. So that's going to be the key to your Mavericks. Oh, my gosh. I know. He needs to be what he did in the bubble two years ago, and then we'd be great. But we'll see if he can get back there. But uh, thanks for taking the call, and um, y'all have a great rest of the day. And uh, 
Oh, by the way, Luca was the Spain taking them to the quarterfinals. Do you see any chance they could beat the USA team if they get there for the gold? Joe, I don't like to pretend I have a lot of analysis. I've been sleeping through these basketball games. I tell myself every night I'm going to stay up. If France could beat the U.S., man, I wouldn't rule anything out right now. You know what I'm saying? If France beat them, I wouldn't rule anything out. So, Yeah, he's the, Luke is the only reason I've watched the uh, Olympics this year for the first time in probably 30 years. So, But, yeah, anyways, all right, we all have a fantastic rest of the day. Thanks for the call. Thank you for the call, the call, Joe. Appreciate it. I mean, I, Joe should call in more often. I know. I like, I like a guy who calls in with compliments. I love that. It's great. I mean, he's like, call in, say nice things about us, talk about basketball. Like, come on. He should, that's all I want all the time. Yeah, Let's just have Joe call and no one else. No one else. Uh, oh, that's the only hotline. I mean, I like to be treated right. And I tell you who could treat you right. Kia. Who? Kia Greenway. Kia. By the way, dorky little Ken Levicka pulls up to that rooftop spot in his Kia K5 looking cool as can be until he gets out of the car. But up until that point, Dean, I'm like, dude, you're the host, so you got to drive the best car here too? Yeah, right. Like, it is an impressive. And right now, a Kia of... Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, get up to $6,000 for every Kelly Blue Book fair market value for any trade. You can drive home the new Kia you really want. Purchase or lease any new Kia on their lot, and they'll give you the first nine months of payments off. Plus, you keep all rebates. Mention this ad and receive a flat screen TV with your purchase. Visit GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. The other good part about Kia, and Ken Levicka will tell you every day, like I said, he drives that car. It's reliable. But it's also, it's flashy, but it's also a family car. It's got all that. They have so many options at Greenway Kia. The Telluride, it is like a, a high line. I don't want to mention another brand, but the highest lines of SUVs you can have. And that's what Kia has in the Telluride. They also have a credit clinic, Dean, that if you have credit and you're like me for the longest time, my wife would be like, hey, let's go apply for cars. And I'd make up excuses not to because I don't like rejection. And I'm like, they're just going to reject me. Like, why am I walking into a place to be told like, your credit sucks. <laughs> you can't have anything. Yeah, that, yeah, that's awful. They work with you at Greenway Kia. They have their own credit team on site, so they will find a way to get you approved and get you into the car that you want. So make sure you go to Greenway Kia and visit Greenway Kia at GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. I love it. Make sure you visit Kia. We'll be, when we return, are you vaccinated? Why? Why not? I want to know. I'm not going to judge you. I just want to know when we return. This is ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Lamar Jackson, Devin Singletary, Traquan Smith. What do they all have in common? They all kick-started their high school careers by making the ESPN 106.3 list. Who will, top 63 list. So who will be next? Find out Saturday, August 7th, as the best of the best in high school football will be unveiled at the 10th annual ESPN 106.3 Top 63 Awards presented by HSS Florida. And you can watch it live at ESPS, ESPN West Palm, top63.com, starting at 7 p.m. Sponsored by HSS Florida, Kaz University, I Think Financial, Shaw Sports Turf, Florida Blue, Land Rover Palm Beach, the Miami Dolphins, Roofclaim.com, Booker Tone Bowl, Team IP, and Signorama. That should be exciting. That's going to be a fun in, night, Best man. kids in the area. Best kids in the out. area. It's, it's fun. I heard there's someone rapping at the show. Some, was somebody going to rap? Somebody drop, drop the verse? You better not sound like an old man. I sound like an old man. But, but it's not about how I sound. It's the message. It's the message that is important. 
All right, well, I'm going to be judging you harshly. That's really what it is. It's all about the message. You can tune in Monday because I'm sure all the shows are going to be breaking down, not just the event where we celebrate the top kids in the area, but really just your rep. They, they can break it down. Because we're going to. I, at least on Ken Levick Alive, I know we are going to <laughs> bar by bar break down your rap. You can break it down, Barbara. You can break it down however you want, man. I'm telling you, I, I put my heart and soul into that. All for the kids. I did it for the kids. Understand it's for this. The kids. So make sure so so make sure y'all check that out. When when is uh, Monday? Saturday. Saturday. I mean, are y'all gonna replay it on Monday? Yeah, we're gonna replay it. Make so, sure everybody yeah. goes to ESPN yeah. West Palm Top 63.com and watch it live yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, watch it live on Saturday. You probably hear my rap, and then y'all can, you know, bust my stones about it if you want, if you feel the need to, if you feel that you can. I mean, even if it, it could be the best rap in the world. Jay-Z could have written it. We're still gonna yeah, rip you. Still, That's what we do here. Nah, trust me. It's it's good, trust me. All right, we'll see. So, Coquel, are you vaccinated? I am. I think that it's a very personal. No, I am. Yes. Yeah, it's a very personal question. It is no. kind of personal, but right now we're living in a time where it's back. The and, vid? Yeah, it's back. The vid is back. And I feel like it's hitting the unvaccinated a little bit harder from reports. Yeah, the data shows that the people who end up in the hospital. It's only like 1%. So 99% of the people that end up in the hospital needed needing that help, and I'm not a doctor, obviously. Let me establish that. But from the reports you read, are, are unvaccinated. Only 1%. So 99% are unvaccinated, and only 1% are vaccinated. Right. So, and they usually have another health concern attached to it. Now, I know it's a personal thing, and I don't, you know, for me, I don't judge anybody. I'm not on the front line saying, you know, you need to get vaccinated, you don't need to get vaccinated. But for me, it just seems like it's easier to navigate through the current situation of how we live to be vaccinated because like you need it for travel you need it a lot of places are requiring it for work and it just seems like an easier thing to do to be vaccinated and it's it, so i'm surprised that more people are just so against being vaccinated and i'm trying to figure out why i'm not really sure why i don't understand why yeah and i think there's a bunch of different reasons unfortunately somehow science became a political issue and my apologies for my computer going off right there. Um, that was the alarm telling me, stop talking about political issues on sports shows. Stop it. Yeah. Knock it oh, off. Is that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> or my battery's dying, yeah. one or the other. But, um, you know, there's, there's, it became a political issue for some reason. And then I would think that there's also a cultural decision to make it. We've talked about this off air. Um, a lot of people in the black community don't trust vaccination because of past things that have happened in yeah, America. I've heard that. You know, I was actually with Daniel Cormier, former heavyweight champion, UFC heavyweight champion. And he was saying that as well. He was like, man, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I don't. And I was like, I, don't, I didn't really understand why. Because I was like, man, it's just like, it's really easy. And I've heard of people like buying the card. And I was like, it's actually like for like a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's free to get it. And it's like, really, it's painless. It's free to get it. And I'm, I'm not trying to tell him to making sure. But it's just, I just don't understand like the, the psychology behind it. Why people wouldn't get it or why they're against it, especially now this science is showing that this new Delta strain is really hammering those that are not vaccinated. The, the problem is, and then because that strain is being able to be allowed to spread so much, because when people aren't, and then you'll hear people push back. Like I have a friend, a buddy, and he was on our, you know, everybody's got the text chains with different groups of people. He's on that text chain and he says like, well, if you're vaccinated, don't worry about it, what I do. But no, because every person that gets it, that's where these mutations come from. Because they live in new hosts that aren't vaccinated, so then they can mutate and be stronger. And we're already seeing this first mutation. It affects kids more. And the vaccination isn't there for kids. So now kids are going to get sick as we go back into schools. It's scary. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get why people aren't getting vaccinated. It, it was a quick thing. 
Got the shot, was done, felt fine. Yeah, that, did you get the um the double one or the one? I got the, the I got the two shots. The two shots. I I got did I get Moderna? I already, yeah, I think I got Moderna. And um I felt sick the second one for like a half a day. You see, I didn't feel sick. I felt tired. But that was what I needed because I don't sleep good anyway. I was like, yo, can I get this to go home with? Because I need to get some sleep. Dean's stealing felt vaccines. Yeah, I, felt, I got really, like, if I could take it every night, I would because it made me tired. No, and, and again, we're, we're getting to the numbers. Our numbers are worse than they ever were before. So yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. It's, it's a crazy time because, like, this time last year, like, we were going crazy for this. And now it's like, uh, we're just so desensitized so we don't even care. But the problem is now, if, are we going to shut down again? We just got things back opened up. People are going to push back and shut down. Meanwhile, the people are pushing back on shutting down. If we just got all got vaccinated, we can get rid of this thing and we get back to our regular life. I agree. And speaking of opening up, tell the good people about Stormhouse. Stormhouse is a place that's spaced out so you can be socially distant. All the tables are spaced out over at Stormhouse and they're going to have you want to watch all this basketball action we've been talking about as summer league play starts going. NFL is back. Tomorrow night is the Hall of Fame game. I'm sure that'll be played. You can watch all your favorite games at Stormhouse Brewing, just a half mile south of PGA on US 1 in North Palm Beach. They have seven craft beers on tap, seven that they make in-house. Mm. Their brewer flew to Germany to make sure he was doing things properly and to learn. He studied in Germany just to learn how to make the best beer he can. I love their coffee stout. Ken loves their blonde ale. The place is huge, 20 tables, 17 tables outside, 24-seat indoor bar. Again, they tested, Josh the owner tested every single seat to make sure you could see all the TVs. No kidding. So there's there's not a bad seat in the house. (laughs) They're a gastropub with a full menu. Usually get brewery, and they'll give you some bar food. No, this is a full menu of deluxe food, family-friendly. They actually have a kid's menu there. It's not your typical brewery. It's spaced out, so you get the typical brewery beer, the sports bar experience, and you can bring your kids. It's got that South Florida feel. It's out in the open. Make sure you check it out. It's open weekdays, 1130 to 10 p.m. And weekends, 1130 to 11. And also, big soccer matches, big events. There are special times. So make sure you check out Stormhouse on social media to see if they have special openings as well. Again, half mile south of PGA on US1 in North Palm Beach, Stormhouse Brewing. Thank you, Stormhouse Brewing. And thank you, Coquel. No, thank you, Dean. For Thomas. allowing this. My debut, hosting debut, to be so painless and easy, it has been great. It's been fun, man, and just don't punch me on the way out. I'm not going to punch you on the way out, but coming up next, we have Barton Hahn, and you can catch Coquel tomorrow right here at 12 o'clock during the show, and you can catch me later at 3 o'clock on Josh Corner and the home team. This is ESPN 106.3. Peace.